Welcome everybody to the Boiler Upload Off the Tracks podcast. I am your host, Travis Miller of Boiler Upload, and with me as always is Purdue's all-time touchdowns leader, Corey Sheets. How are you doing tonight, Corey? I'm on yourself, Travis. I am good, and this weekend we will be visiting Northwestern. And unfortunately, Reindeer Shuttle cannot take us straight to Evanston, but they can take you from Lafayette to the O'Hare Airport, if that is where you're flying out of. Just give them a call, go to ReindeerShuttle.com, book your reservation, they'll take you to Indy or O'Hare Airport, because as I always say, driving to the airport sucks. And we actually have a new subplot that just broke in the last few hours, Corey, on this game. What happened? Uh, Northwestern elevated their interim coach to full-time coach, uh, oh, much to up. the pleasure of the players. <laughs> that's what's up. Players want them there. You got to keep them there. So how, how much does, you know, as a player, uh, how much of a boost does that provide? Especially, you know, they've been asking for him. They've exceeded expectations under this guy all year, and now he has a full-time job. It's one of those cases to where – the team has been asking for something. Now they got it. Now let's go out there and show them why we wanted it. Yeah. And th- this is a guy that navigated him through a firing that happened in, I believe, early, uh, either late July or early August. So he had very little time to take over as the interim head coach. And he's led them to a five and five season after they'd won, I believe, four games in the last two years combined. So oh, that's, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a big step up for them. And it's, you know, from an outsider's perspective, good for them. Uh, they, they could use something good there. They could use some good news. And, uh, you know, this is a team that was one and 11 last year and three and nine the year before. So, you know, it, they're, they're definitely pleased with what he's doing. And to go five and five when you had little to no warning that you were going to be the head coach, I think that's pretty impressive, honestly. Yeah, especially with guys that are not your guys, but pretty sure they are. Some of them are his guys. Probably brought a few guys in. But, uh, yeah, because he is uh, – actually, no, he was the – this is his first year there. He was the defensive coordinator at North Dakota State. So he oh, came wow. in as the defensive coordinator to start the season and then found out he was going to be head coach. <laughs> oh, wow. That's crazy. So, that yeah, that's real impressive. To go five and five on, on a new staff, you don't know nothing. That's that's, a, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, good for him, though. Good for him. Uh, they have actually alternated wins and losses. So this week they're due for a loss, and I'm fine with that. I mean, if they want to get to a bowl game, they could beat Illinois and get to a bowl game next week. But they've gone loss-win, 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 loss-win so far. Yeah, it'll, it'll be better for them to uh, secure the bowl victory with a, a rival, in-state rival. <laughs> <laughs> well, in Big Ten play, they have lost to Rutgers. They started the season there with a pretty uh, – Pretty bad outing. They lost 24 to 7. Then they beat UTEP, lost at Duke. They beat Minnesota in overtime, which was kind of their turning point game of the year. Mm-hmm. Lost to Penn State, beat Howard in their FCS game, only beat Howard by three. Then lost at Nebraska, beat Maryland, lost to Iowa at Wrigley Field. And then last week, pretty impressive 24 to 10 win at Wisconsin. And uh, that, that game kind of shocked me. And they beat Wisconsin. That's crazy. Yeah, they uh, they beat them twenty four ten. They got up on them twenty four three at halftime, 
and only gave up a touchdown with 11 seconds left. So they kind of sat on North Wisconsin's head for most of the game. That was pretty solid yeah. defensive effort by them. See, it seems like the game plan worked. <laughs> <laughs> what I think stands out is uh, Wisconsin, you know, they still have a pretty solid running attack, and they only rushed for 86 yards against them. They turned the ball over uh, only once. No, wait, it looks like twice. And uh, but this was a Purdue or a Northwestern run defense that has struggled for a good portion of the year. It is actually one of the worst in the Big Ten. It is 12th, giving up 150 yards a game. So on the one hand, Purdue's coming off of a great rushing outing against a bad run defense. On the other, they're coming off of a good defensive game against the run. Yeah, it's, uh, Purdue's seem like they they find a little rhythm. They can uh, go ahead and take off and close out the season. This is something that will be big for the future with closing out the season with the, this next win. So let's hope for the best. <laughs> now, you, you mentioned getting in a rhythm. Did you see them get in a rhythm this last week against Minnesota? Because that seemed to be what really got them going, especially after they got that early lead. Yeah, when you can just input any running back and he's still going to rip off, five to eight-yard runs, yeah, you hit a rhythm. The offensive line is they're just doing their thing. They finally probably gelled. Something probably clicked in that room, and it came together last week. So this week is the test to be like, all right, is it, was it luck, or was it, do we really know what we're doing? Right, and going back to them alternating the wins and losses, it seems like they have good offensive week, bad offensive week. Uh, you know, in their losses, they've scored 7, 14, 13, 9, and 7. But when they've won, it's been because the offense got things going. And uh, I know one thing that helped them a lot last week, they got their starting quarterback back in Ben Bryant. He was 18 and 26 for 195 yards and two touchdowns. Mm. And he's been a guy that when things get going for him, that, that he really gets him. He really paces him. Been around all over the place. I'm looking here. He spent three years at Cincinnati, uh, a year at Eastern Michigan, another year at Cincinnati, and then this is his COVID year at Northwestern. So he's on his third school in six seasons. That's 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 still crazy to me. Like I couldn't imagine just hopping from one school to another. <laughs> and especially since they can do it now without having to sit out a year. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> He's just going to trade schools like they do in the pros. <laughs> uh, the one that I don't understand is there are guys getting eighth and ninth years of eligibility because of COVID, injuries, whatever. And you actually have guys like in their eighth or ninth year of college football right now. And I don't understand how that happens. I mean, luck of the draw, born in the right year, and COVID happened. <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you get injured. They, you, tr you transfer before they change the rules. Then they change the rules. <laughs> it, it, it's crazy. You, you get a doctorate on somebody else's dime. That's that's what it, I mean. Can't complain, honestly. <laughs> if, if it don't if it don't pan out on the football field, you're a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, go, going back to this game, you know, Bryant, he, it looks like he's not much of a rushing threat, but he seems to be a pretty accurate passer for them. He is completing 60% of his passes. He had a pretty good year at Eastern Michigan where he was up to 68% two years ago. And this is just a veteran guy. They got him back and he seems it, it seems like they are a lot like Purdue in that if they can get an early lead, they've got a lot of confidence. I mean, shoot, isn't that every team? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's harder to play from behind. This is true. Yeah, I do I do understand what you're saying, but uh I don't know. I'm just I'm just hoping that Purdue is closing they close out this season on on three high notes. This is step number two. Yeah, definitely. And I think if this one, you got to feel good going into the bucket game next week where you've got two in a row and you don't want you don't want to end the season giving the bucket back to an Indiana team that's not going to a bowl game either. I mean, if, if you lose that, they might mess around and cut his contract short. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think they're going to do it after year one. I mean, we don't have Jimbo no, just, Fisher money. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But, yeah, that's – I don't even want to think about that. So, <laughs> is uh is that Northwestern, right? Yes, it is at Northwestern. It is a noon game on Saturday, uh, eleven o'clock Central Time. I believe. Yep, we're on Big Ten Network this week. So, um, again, this is this is a team that I'm really surprised at how well Northwestern has played this year because I did not expect them to win more than a game or two, as bad as they looked last year. And then you fire your coach right before the season. To get there at five and five is really, really a, a, a surprise, honestly. Mm, yeah. oh, in fact, I'm looking at the uh, interview that I had here with the uh, rivals writer for Northwestern. He said that he has the players in the locker room 100% behind him. And, you know, I got to think this gives them a little bit extra motivation on, on Saturday, honestly. I mean, they're going to be fired up, definitely, but if we go out there, get up a couple scores on them, we might be able to knock their confidence right up out of them. But, uh, you want to see Nick uh, Scorton and Kyron Jenkins get back there. You don't want him to be comfortable. You know, if the, if he settles in and is counting on being accurate with a uh, line protecting him, don't let him be that way. You know, get Scortons and Jenkins after him early. I mean, yeah, they can get on some some double stunts, confuse the the tackles maybe, but it's all it's all going to depend on what the scheme is. To be honest with you, what's the weather? Because I know it's getting cold out there. Uh, supposed to be about fifty five, sixty degrees and sunny, so about as pleasant of weather as you can ask for in Chicago in late November. That's perfect weather. Nice little cool little breeze. They saw that that stadium, or they got a new stadium. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, they are in the process of forming a plan to essentially tear down this stadium and build a brand new one on the site. And apparently they have a big meeting coming up this week with like the Evanston City Council that if it's approved, this is going to end up being the last game in the stadium before they tear it down. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be crazy. So they definitely want to want to go out there and win. That's yeah. added motivation for them. They can go ahead and be a spoiler makers once again. 
because <laughs> I believe they said I believe it's the 97th year of uh, this stadium, and you know they, you know Northwestern, not a college football powerhouse over the years, but last 25, 30 years they've been at least solid. I mean they were they were solid in your day. I know. Yeah, they had a uh, running back that I became real good friends with, uh, Terrell Sutton's. So, oh yeah, yeah, he uh, played up in Canada with me. Oh really? Uh, yeah, so I saw him up there. And, and looking back for your time on the team, uh, looks like you lost to him twice and you beat him twice. So you got got a nice split there. Yeah, that last one was the one that did the end though. Oh, <laughs> let's see 40 48 26 loss at northwestern oh man i i need to go back and find out what you said now i i, I can't remember exactly what you said but that was a fourth straight loss it looks like and yeah i can only imagine <laughs> no it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't even about us losing the game it was how we lost the game that really just had me like pissed off and it was like we were we were down and then we started coming back uh, if I'm not mistaken I had two touchdowns in that game and I believe the second one came in like the third quarter into the third quarter broke for like 70 yards or something like that score defense goes out there we're coming back defense goes out there make a make a stop if I'm not mistaken, a very nice drive. Panic throws an interception. <laughs> and I was I was just done with the game after that. Like <laughs> I walked off the field. I didn't even chase the guy that got tackled like that. And I said the ball just walked off the field. Like <laughs> so oh, the, man. The game ends. We uh ran in the locker room. And of course. I had, I had a good game, but we lost, so they want to talk to me. And uh, I forget who the um, AD was at the time, but he comes up and he's like, Corey, the media wants you. I'm like, man, can y'all just give me a minute? Let me, like, calm down. He was like, you'll be all right. Just hurry up and get dressed. And he knew that if he had to walk away, I was just going to get my ass on the bus. So he stood. <laughs> <laughs> There's no lie. He stood there and watched me get dressed. I'm talking about to, from the shower back just drying off. Like I'm butt ass naked. He just dude was watching me just dry <laughs> off and get clothes. And like and it's pissing me off even more. Like, like you know I'm I'm hot. Like so that's why you're standing here watching me get dressed because you're about to escort me to the media. And sure enough, once I put my clothes on, he's like, come on, let's run over there real fast and get you up out of there. All right. <laughs> so whenever they every question they asked me, I answered it. It wasn't the most politically correct way to answer it, but I answered, I answered and gave them exactly what they wanted. If this was back then where Twitter was was a thing and people going viral, I probably wouldn't went viral that day. Nice. <laughs> no, it wasn't nice at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I found your stats, and you were right. You did have a good game, my friend. Uh, you had 168 yards rushing on 17 carries and two touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> and you also caught four passes for 31 yards. So you had 200 yards of offense by your own damn self. So I I don't see why you were a little bit mad. <laughs> yeah. Listen, look at the box score. Find out, find that, that section I'm talking about. 
Yeah. It, Curtis Painter, one touchdown, three interceptions. Yeah, it was the third interception of the day. I was I was so through with him. <laughs> <laughs> Good day for Greg Orton, too. Seven catches, 100 yards. And Desmond Tardy, eight catches, 87 yards. So. Yeah, it was a, it was a good day. Yeah, you can't throw three picks. You cannot throw three picks. You can't. Yeah, you can't. I think Michigan. I think we played Michigan either shortly after, either a game after, or two games after, and that's when uh, Justin Siller started. Yeah, it was. It was two games (laughs) later that uh, that was the Michigan game. The forty-eight, forty-two. We've turned the defenses off, and everybody remembers that Justin Siller game. Man, that was a great game. So that that week of the Northwestern game, that's when that campaign kind of started. It was when I went off <laughs> in the media, and then I was like, "Man, y'all don't just put Justin back there. Like, let him like do something." Well, if, if I remember correctly, didn't Joey Elliott get hurt, and then Painter got hurt? Yeah, some it was something like that. I think they, I think Joey either started the next game. I think Joey started the next game. Then he got hurt in that game. So then they put Painter back. No, they put Justin in at the end or something like that. He finished it. In the next game, it was then Justin started. It was yeah, something, something it, weird like that. Yeah, because in this Northwestern game, it has Elliott throwing 10 passes. But so he at least played a little bit there. I don't know if he got, if he after came in or. After the interception. Yeah, okay, okay. They sat Painter down. And I was like, I'm not going back in. And you just look, I don't got no more stats after that. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I, I know that was a weird team, too, because that was uh, Tiller's final season. So mm-hmm. I imagine that, how was that? You know, you know, he's the in, not really the interim coach, but he's finishing the season. You're finishing your career there. I mean, that's got to be weird. I mean, it, it's, it ain't no matter now, but when he, we found out he was, like, staying that time of year, he was pissed off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we all, like, before he announced, I remember him gathering everybody up and making sure, like, the incoming, uh, the new seniors were sitting up front. He was like, man, what the hell he about to tell us? Like, he, he about to retire. Let's, let's hope. We got Coach Hope in, so he could put his offense in. Because Coach, Coach Hope wanted to run the ball. Uh huh. So I remember because Ralph Bolton came out the next year and he tore up. Yeah, he broke one of my records. Like I was, I was like, man, I could have had Coach Hope. <laughs> that would have been first round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had a great year anyway. You had like eleven hundred yards at, uh, in twenty yeah, but, in two thousand eight. But they were more run. They were more run heavy that first year with Coach Hope. Yeah, and if we had had him that first year, he would have been more run heavy with a, in my opinion, a better line. Mm-hmm. Than he had. and I would have been running behind him with the whole show on my back. Mm-hmm. That would have been mm-hmm. an easy sixteen hundred, eighteen hundred yard season. <laughs> <laughs> you had a good year. You had a real good year. I, I believe as it is, it was one of only nine 1,000-yard seasons ever at Purdue. And right. I think it was the last one to date. Mm-hmm. I mean, people don't, people don't, they don't run the ball enough. And they, there's too much committee back there for it to be. Plus, plus I think I, I, I just got lucky because they was trying to replace me every single week. But, uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> well, when JT got hurt, <laughs> and then they ain't had nobody else. <laughs> oh, uh, Jason Taylor. Yeah, I remember him too. He was good too. Yeah, remember the season before, the year before, I was a starter, but he played a whole lot more than me. Uh huh. And then he hurt his knee, I know. Yeah, it was, it was his knee or his, or his arm or something like it was something something like that. Uh huh. He was done. And he they sat him down. I was, I wasn't happy. And I was like, all right, now I got to, I can finally show y'all what I've been talking about. Like, I don't need no help back yet. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know you you split time at first with uh, Brandon Jones and Gerard Boyd and Jerome Brooks too. I mean, that's four yeah. good running backs right there. And I still was the leading uh, touchdown back. I still had the most touchdowns back there. <laughs> and was, I would have been, and I had the third on the yards, but it was close to second. <laughs> it wasn't far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we could get another good game from Devin Mockaby and uh you know, 1000 yard season still on the table for him. He was over I believe 150 last week. He is at 711 on the season. So, you know, he gets two more games like he did last week, finishes the season strong. Yeah, you might you might see him get over 1000 yet. What's that? Uh, 750. Yeah, he's at 711 right now, so he would need 289 over the last two games, but he had 153 last week. I mean, what's that? 140 a game? That's doable. Yeah, I mean, it's very doable. Especially especially with this climate, shoot. If, if coach keeps running the ball, all he got to do is hold on. And I'm sorry, hold on to it. <laughs> <laughs> hold on to the ball, I mean, he'd be all right. He was in one of those slumps. <laughs> <laughs> well, he certainly got out of it last week. And, man, I, I'm i feeling good. You, you've got to feel good with Tracy and Maccabee leading the way for 353 yards rushing last week. I mean, that is something. If it's been working, keep leaning on it, man. Keep Keep leaning on it till they stop you. When you find something good, it's the same like uh, like candy. You eat as much as you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Uh, do you have any final thoughts here before uh, we wrap this up? Uh, I would like to see Carver on the ball, too, because he's been sliding out there every now and again as a health and worker. So I would like to see Carver use his legs a lot more, too. Keep doing it. Yeah, he's he's been a lot more decisive in the last two games, and I think that was a critical thing that opened things up because he became a threat early on against uh, Minnesota this past week. And when you show you're a threat early on, you just got to give the defense something else to worry about there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so come on, car. Come on, card. Yeah, there we go. There we go. What do you What do you want to see out of the defense? Um, you know, we really didn't say a whole lot here, but Northwestern's just so inconsistent offensively. Uh, you got Bryant can throw a little bit, but they still are rated as one of the worst teams in the Big Ten offensively. That scoring wise, they are they uh, only run for 101 yards per game. So they are dead last in rushing. And when you look at scoring, they are 11th. They only score about 20 points a game. So it feels like it could be another one of these games. First team to 20 wins. I mean, our defense has been playing pretty well. I know it's been getting scored on a little bit, but 
they've still been playing pretty solid. So we have another solid game by them. Big players come up when they need to. I think we'll be all on defense. You know, my man Seaman back there, so we ain't we ain't in too much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, I believe Purdue is a three point favorite this week. Uh, for that, for what that is worth, I know that. But Northwestern was a double digit underdog when they beat both Minnesota and Maryland, so they're not going to be afraid of being the underdog, not at home. So it it will be an interesting game. Uh, I look for it to be a pretty competitive game, but I'm feeling pretty good after last week, and I know you are too. Yes, I am. Go Purdue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we will go ahead and wrap things up then. Uh, We, as always, want to thank our sponsors, Reindeer Shuttle. Go to reindeershuttle.com to book your next trip there. And also go to homefieldapparel.com and use code BOILERUPLOAD. Get all of their Purdue gear. Uh, It is basketball season. Basketball team is out in Hawaii this coming week. So uh, they got lots of good basketball gear. They got good football gear. And just go there, spend lots of money. And use code boiler upload. So for, true. yeah, <laughs> it, it, oh yeah, what you were on the team that went to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Now the basketball team was out there at the same time too. Did you guys travel with them, and they just went over to Maui, or what? Um, no, I think I'm not. Where are they? I think they went on a different island. But we, uh, yeah, they were on Maui. I just didn't know if like it was one big party, and then they just split off and went to Maui once you got out there or not. Nah, they, it, ain't, it ain't like how it is now. College people were broke back then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to that game, too. My grandparents were living on Oahu at the time because my grandfather's retired military, and they had bought a place out there like when it was cheap to buy a place out there and just hung on to it. So I went to that game, and I, I was there. That was a wild game. <laughs> Ass whooping. Was... <laughs> oh, we only we only lost by one possession, but I know that was another oh, painter kept throwing picks. <laughs> yeah, the score doesn't tell it. Not even just the picks, just physically. We like after that game, like we were in a locker room, like y'all good. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we were physically like beat up. <laughs> uh, that was a big team too. Man, they did that. Uh, the hawker. Yeah. And that was my first time, like, seeing it in person. And, like, I had seen them play before, but, like, you're never really, like, thinking about it when you're playing them. Man, they came up there and lined up in military fashion and all black, all with all this war paint on. We were just standing there looking at them, like, and then they started screaming and yelling. And, like, we stopped warming up and just started watching for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> And then they finished, like, it was crazy. I, I just happened to be staying. I for some reason was always standing next to Dez, even though he was a wide receiver. I looked over at Dez, just like, hey, are you ready for this? He looked at me and was like, man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. Uh, that that was one of those trips that I, it's unfortunate Purdue lost, but I know – a lot of people that went remember the trip too. And it was, it was a once in a lifetime thing. I mean, when, when is Purdue going to play at Hawaii again in football? <laughs> right. Uh, is Hawaii even a team anymore? I haven't seen them on TV since. Oh, they are. They are. Their games are just so damn late now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, all right. We'll, we'll go ahead and wrap this up again. We thank you for listening. This has been the off the tracks podcast. So for, 
Corey and myself, Travis Miller. Thank you for listening and Boiler Up. BTFE.